Welcome to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. I'm your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards, the one and only Mr. Speaker. I ask that you please visit Bishop Rudolph's website at www.robertgrudolph.org. That's robertgrudolph.org. There you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast, and you can also stay informed of Bishop's events and his services. Today's topic on On Point will be an unexpected gift. The bishop will be teaching us from the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13 through 17. Hello, Bishop. How are you doing today? Hello, Mr. Speaker. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing just wonderful today. I mean, it's, hey, it's, it's another day that the Lord has kept me, as the old folk would say. <laughs> just another yes, day. Sir. Hey, and I'm, yes, sir. Yes, indeed. So before we get started today, you know, I'm going to ask that you go ahead and open us up with prayer. Yes, sir. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you on this day for your protection. All night long, we were able to rest and relax. And even though things were happening around us, you protected us. God, I thank you for that. Now, Father, I ask that you would touch those families who were affected by the winter storm. Touch those families now. Strengthen them now. Give them the help and the assistance that they need throughout the South and particularly in Northeast Arkansas. Lord, I ask that you would touch them and strengthen them. Now, God, touch everyone listening to this podcast and help us to understand what your word is saying to us as individuals. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 And Bishop, we're in this season where we always say Jesus is the reason for the season, talking about Christmas and people love to give gifts, exchange gifts. And, you know, as a little kid, you run to the Christmas tree and you're you're looking for that gift that you put on the list. But there's nothing like an unexpected gift, something you weren't even looking for. And it was right there with your name on it. Talk to us about this unexpected gift today, Bishop. Absolutely. Mr. Speaker, I think sometimes we place a lot of emphasis upon the things that we expect to get. But during this holiday season, we really need to be thankful for the things that we already have. And so I use this theme, an unexpected gift for the podcast as remembering what God has already done for us. Because I've always been told that if you thank God for what what you already have, he will bless you with more. And so in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, uh, verses 13 through 17, I want to read this to the audience on this morning. Uh, Join me if you would. 2 Thessalonians 2, 13 through 17, you'll find these words recorded. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and 
work. The word of the Lord is blessed. In this saying of an unexpected gift, Paul reminds those people that he was writing to just what we have already. God has given us so much, and that's why I am extremely thankful this morning, because God has given us so much. If you look at verse 13, where it says, but we are bound to give thank always to God for you, brother and beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. That tells me from the very beginning that God chose us for salvation. And the very first step that brought us to our eternal uh, comfort and also good hope and good life is the fact that God elected us to have salvation. And Paul makes it very clear in this particular passage of Scripture that our election is an election of grace. And grace is basically God's disposition to elect for himself a people apart from any of their works. It's grace. It's important that you look at the grace that God has given to each and every one of us. And when God chose us for himself, he didn't base his choice on any works that we might have done. He didn't base his choice on who our parents were or who we're connected to, who our grandparents might have been or who we live next to. He didn't base it upon all of that, but he basically said that my will is that you are saved by grace. So therefore, we didn't deserve any of it. And and I'm just going to be honest and tell you about myself, Mr. Speaker. I didn't deserve anything that God has ever done for me. And I, and I want the, the listeners to understand, I didn't deserve anything. God has blessed me above and beyond measure. I didn't deserve anything, but he did it anyway. And, and we as a whole, we don't deserve anything. Uh, or uh, God gave us, it, it was based upon his merit, not our merit, but based upon what he wanted to do. And I'm thankful to God that he chose me and that salvation is free. I think it was Andre Crouch that said, I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cared. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. But oh, I'm so glad that he did. And that's how I am this morning. When I think about the gifts that we're buying for Christmas, I also want to think about the gift that Jesus gave, uh, that God gave his son to die for the sins of the world, to be born to die for the sins of the world. But I also want to thank him for what he has already done for me. And he has already blessed me with the grace to have salvation. And that grace and that salvation is something truly wonderful. And I think sometimes we as Christians take it for granted and forget about it. But this passage you're dealing with today talks about that unconditional love of our God who loved us so much when we were far away. He gave us this gift of life, eternal life. And we didn't deserve it, nor did we expect it. You're right. We didn't deserve it. He chose me. And that's a powerful statement that I can give this morning. God chose me. The next thing is, if you look at verse 14, you'll find that not only did he choose us, but he also called us. Let's look at verse 14. It says, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord 
Jesus Christ. He called me. Now, Mr. Speaker, there are a lot of people who call themselves. There are a lot of individuals who only are preaching and teaching because God didn't call them. They looked at the glamour of that so-called glamour and they said, I am going to preach the gospel. But when God calls you, you are summoned by God, not summoned by your desire, not summoned by your will, but you are called by God through the Holy Ghost to preach or to minister or to teach the gospel in which we have believed. The Bible says he called you by our gospel. He called you by our gospel. Isn't it wonderful that God extended his gospel to each and every one of us? Isn't it wonderful that God called us uh, to give the good news? He called us by the good news to give the good news. He extended our lives so that we could be able to minister the good news. He called us. He, he, he wakened us from, from a spiritual death, from a spiritual sleep, and he raised us to the life in Jesus Christ. And, and we're chosen and we're called uh, through the grace of God. Most definitely. I like that concept of being called uh, because I often remind, uh, remember what someone said to me about some, some of those preachers today. They ask them a question because they look at what they're doing and say, um, were you sent or did you just went meaning that were you really <laughs> called to go and do but i'm so glad by the gospel you know that power you know the, the gospel because he says i'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power you know that it leads us to salvation and the word reminds me that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god and so that word of god that voice that calling is something powerful and i'm so glad i was called and i have that gift on today bishop yes sir i'm glad as well i'm glad that he called me because i know by him calling me he qualified me to do what i'm doing today i'm not just out here by myself i'm not just out here uh willy-nilly as they say i'm i'm not just out here because i want to be this is not uh inner desire of mine to to do this uh and, and let me let me say this I'm thankful that God has called me into it. But the point I'm trying to make is it's not something that I did on my own. I've got backup. So when the enemy comes in and he tries to do whatever he uh, wants to do to, to discourage me, the calling of God qualifies me and God has my back. So he's chosen me and he's chosen us. He has called me and he has called each and every one of us. Now, if you look at, uh, let's go back to verse 13. If you look at uh, verse 13, the, the latter part of verse 13, it also tells us that Jesus Christ sanctified us and he sanctified us by the Holy Spirit. Let's look at that. Uh, the very last portion of that 13th verse says, from the beginning, chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit, through sanctification of the spirit. Not only uh, did we attain salvation, but as people of God, we are changed by the Holy Ghost. We are changed by his spirit. And that change is called sanctification. Now, this is a process. Sanctification is just basically a process of us becoming more and more like Jesus. Through sanctification of the spirit, it, it's a day by day, every day uh, working of what it means to be chosen and called by God, basically. 
Paul repeatedly over and over again in this passage of scripture and in other passages, he affirms that this transformation is not to himself. It's not to ourselves, but this transformation is by the grace of God. Now, this is a way the believer ought to just think and feel about their salvation. We should talk about our salvation this way, that your life is a work of grace. It's a work of grace. And and no matter how hard you work, no matter how hard you work, no matter how hard you, you are and you do these things, uh, the Bible tells us that grace is what allows us to go and to move into a sanctified life. And I want to be sanctified by God's grace. I want to be sanctified so that I can be set apart to do whatever it is that he wants me to do. So I've been I've been saved by him. I've been chosen by him. I've been called by him. I've been sanctified by him. And then thanks be to the Lord that he gives me the faith so that I can operate within his will and within the work that he has for me. I'm thankful for the gift, this unexpected gift that's under the Christmas tree, a gift that's not wrapped uh, physically, but it's wrapped spiritually. I'm, I'm very thankful for this unexpected gift. So am I, Bishop. And when you're talking about being saved, chosen, called and sanctified and by that faith, understanding that he chose you, he's he you know, he saved you. So if he did it and you couldn't do it yourself, I like the, the closing parts of this, these passages of scripture, because it shows the power of God to keep you. And it's by his power, especially in that clo- those closing verses, 15 through 17, um, when it gives really a benediction, but it's encouragement to know that the source and the power and your strength comes from the Lord who actually saved you and can keep you. There you go. It, that That is the point uh, that we're making. And, and of all of the points that we have made this morning, all of this, uh, our calling, our salvation, all of this helps us to understand that God, because of what he did, and the grace that he's given to us, he has helped to secure the hope that we have for the future. I am so glad that I'm not just living on this earth just to live. I am so glad that I am here on this morning and I have a hope for the future. Paul even talks about that hope that once a person uh, has given their life to, to Christ and once an individual is walking in the way of Christ, you have a hope for the future that this life, it doesn't just end when you close your eyes in death, but your hope for the future says that because I live the way that I live on this earth today, guess what? I have a hope. It is secured for the future and I will have everlasting life with Jesus Christ because of it. Uh, we quote the scripture often. John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. All you have to do is believe and you are given everlasting life and you adhere to the life uh, that Jesus Christ would want you to have. Oh, this is this is powerful because when I when I when I'm gone, uh, my family can rest easy because because of the hope the Lord has given to me, I am secured. I have already secured a place in heaven because of the grace of God. Excellent. I have a question for you on today, Bishop. You know, we were willing to spend so much money 
to buy things for others as far as a gift. We put some expensive things on our list for gifts and all those things are temporal and they will pass away. From your experience, Bishop, why is it that we're willing to spend so much money for things that will perish, but are unwilling to accept the free gift that will never perish? Well, that's a very good question, Mr. Speaker. I think that we put emphasis upon the wrong things, meaning that we put emphasis upon the natural more so than we do the spiritual. And when you are in the natural, you you get caught up in in the things of life and you get caught up in the things that you do and and the places uh, where you are. Uh, But when you are in the spiritual, you automatically know and you think, Lord, I know where I am here now. And I know of the natural gifts. But just as I put emphasis upon the natural things, I have got to start putting interest, uh, uh, emphasis upon the spiritual things. And to me, it's just a matter of where your attention lies. You, you have to understand that God has blessed us. Sure enough, he has definitely, uh, sure enough, he's done that. But we have to put emphasis upon the spiritual. And if we can work hard so that we can naturally give gifts, we need to accept the greatest the greatest spiritual gift, the greatest gift that God could have given, and that is his son of being born to die for the sins of the world. Excellent. We have to get to a place in our lives where we see the importance of it, the value of it, and to make it a priority. At this time um, today, I just want to let you know we have a hard stop today, but I'm going to open up the floor if anybody has any question for the bishop going to limit it to two questions today and i'm going to ask that you please keep your question related to today's topic when we're talking about the unexpected gift of salvation is there anyone today on the floor in the audience that would like to uh, ask the bishop a question on today well all right uh, no questions from the floor today bishop i really enjoyed this discussion today about the unexpected gift so now really causes me to look back and reflect on my being saved, chosen, called, and sanctified, and to continue to live this life by faith. Close us out with some closing remarks today, Bishop. Well, in in conclusion, uh, again, I want to thank people for listening, and I know that this podcast, it will continue uh, to go to be passed on social media later on. So I want to thank people who are, are listening to it. But in conclusion, just from the beginning to the end, our salvation, our election, our calling, uh, our faith, our sanctification, and even to some extent, the glorification of God is just a work of divine grace. That's all it is. We are a grace case. And the reason that we have or will have eternal bliss and eternal comfort is the fact that our salvation is the great work of God. He elected us. He called us. He sanctified us. He preserved us for his glory. And the truth is that when we believe that, then we are fine. We are secured for the future. And this is just a good hope. And I'm so glad that I have a good hope for the future. I'm so glad that God does not condemn me uh, for the things that I have done in the past, especially once I have given my life to him and have asked him to forgive me of those things. 
I am just excited about this gift on today that's under the tree. It may not be wrapped physically, but it is wrapped spiritually that God has given me an unexpected gift. He has, my goodness, he has chosen me, he has called me, and he has sanctified me by his spirit. And that allows me to have a wonderful hope in him going forward. And I thank God for the gift that he has given to each and every one of us at this Christmas as we celebrate it. Thank you, Lord, for the gift you have given to us. And the Lord God, I truly thank you for the gift that you have given us by way of the bishop teaching us today and helping us to keep on point regarding the unexpected gift. Want to let everybody know you've been listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph, and I'm your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards, Mr. Speaker. Please share this podcast with your family, your friends, your co-workers, anybody that needs to hear a word from the Lord. Please send them to bishoprobertgrudolph.com. Org. That's Bishop Robert G. Rudolph.org. Once again, thank you for listening because you've been listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction.